If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, the sex and relationship podcast, where I'm Beth and I'm Brian, and we're talking about your favorite sex, dating, and relationship topics. Uh, um, just kidding. I'm not Beth. Beth is moving this week and she's taking a week off. So congratulations, Beth. Uh, last week we talked about jealousy, which is a great topic. Great episode. Lots of people are dealing with jealousy. I don't get it. Um, you can always leave us reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, and our Facebook page. Don't forget our Patreon uh, www.patreon.com slash frankenbeans. Uh, you can get t-shirts made in my creepy basement, koozies, pins, stickers, all that other good stuff. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. Today, we have a special guest with us. She is a tantric practitioner and coach, Heidi. Hello, thank huh. you for having me. Yeah, of course. How have you been today? I have been lovely. It's been a beautiful day. It was a terrible day. It was <laughs> gloomy and rainy and nasty. Not a fun day at all. But uh, Heidi's joining us. She's going to give us some good tips on tantric. Tantric L- concepts and theories, yes. Okay. And then also, my most intriguing questions will be about how to be a slut it's such a beautiful topic i love it (laughs) i love it before we jump into any of that we're gonna do the fuck yeah news story of the week are you ready for that heidi i'm ready all right fuck yeah so Pesher quits church to become a stripper and says she's never been happier. A former pastor gave up the pulpit to become a stripper instead and says she's never been happier. Uh, Nicole felt pushed into dedicating her life in God because of her upbringing in a super religious Baptist family, but she's eventually decided to follow her heart and leave the church behind. That's pretty fun. I like that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She says she's always wanted to be a stripper. Um, She confessed that uh, she's been dreaming about stripping since she was a kid. From a young age, I had fantasies of being a stripper, uh, but I was indoctrinated, indoctrinated, thanks whiskey, (laughs) to believe my desires and my body were innately sinful and bad. That's I feel -hmm. like that'll come up later, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So she became a pastor, but her family wasn't happy about it. Um, you know, she was in a Baptist church, and they believe that women are supposed to be subservient. And I was taught that women aren't allowed to lead, and that women belong in the kitchen and with the children. Yikes! Are you religious? Yeah, no. Spiritual. Spiritual. I guess. I guess I I'm would guessing. Say, yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see what else she says. Anything good? <laughs> it wasn't until she joined a new church that she started to see the light. That's pretty important. Uh, everything changed when she watched an LGBTQ plus theater performance in 2016. That is beautiful. 
I love that story. Yeah, no doubt. Um, she took control of her life. Absolutely. She's doing something that makes her happy. Her her sensuality, her divine femininity. Yeah. I like femininity. that a lot. Thank you, Whiskey. <laughs> right. It's it, it does miracles. Um, she says that some people hate on her, but she's never been happier. I think that's amazing. Very sex positive. Right. I love that. And if she's happy, who... Who can tell her otherwise? Is it no one? What she's doing? No one's. No, I love that. So fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Good for her. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of the tantrika. Did I say that right? Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So as um as a tantric practitioner or tantrika, tantrika Mm -hmm. is someone who practices tantric. Um, or Tantra. So um, that that story was actually a perfect lead into what we're talking about today. So Tantric practitioner, what I do uh, practicing Tantra is um, there's a lot to it. It's ancient and it predates even most religious uh, concepts and religious uh, sects, Mm -hmm. um, organized religion, you know. Right. So, it even predates yoga. Okay. So, Tantra is the, uh, is the art of manifesting what you want in your life through, through means of um, activating the creative or sexual nature within us. I like that idea. So, through these, uh, through this, the sex center, that's our, our sacral... Mm-hmm. energy center uh, we can we can manifest what we want in life because that center particularly is a creative center so uh, we can birth you know human beings from that center it's our reproductive area that's where we create human beings and then birth life you can use orgasmic energy to uh, birth and manifest or create projects or um so many things. Anything that you create or, or produce or um, or manifest comes from that center. Sure. It's, you know, it's a very artistic and creative center. Yeah. It's, it might be a little too hippie or like far out there for me. Like, I, I don't know if I can understand <laughs> it, but I like the idea of it. Oh, I thought I kept it simple. <laughs> I mean, that was, you probably did. It's, it gets deeper. <laughs> it's me. I'm, I promise you. And the whiskey. Right on. So then how does that kind of um, connect with being a slut. And I know we kind of talked earlier about um, the term slut and the negativity that's attached to it. And I mean, right. do you think kind of taking that word back is empowering? Do you think it's pretty feminist? Um, I think it is feminist. And in, in, in the way that we're taking something that is so beautiful that has been made to be dirty mm-hmm. and we're, and we're taking that back and the, the slut and in tantric practice, there's, you know, we have what we, in kind of modern tantric practice, we have what we call the um, sacred slut or mm-hmm. even the monogamous slut or the ethical slut. Okay. And all of these things, they come from a place of women and men Owning 
the fact that we are sexual beings. Sure. We have to be. Our whole existence depends on it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's it's a matter of taking back the idea that there's there's nothing wrong with loving sex. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not even anything wrong with loving sex with um, with various people. It's right. a, it, that comes along the lines of the ethical slut. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're being safe, you're being honest, then uh, you know being being sexual and you know and, and let allowing that that part of yourself to manifest um, in your life. That is, that's what that's all about is just allowing it to, you know, allowing yourself to say, yeah, I am a slut. I love sex. Sure. Because I'm supposed to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's how I was made. It's, you know, my, my ancestors, my, my parents, the people before them, you know, all the way back to the beginning of creation, like sure. all very successful sexual beings so if we if we try to make that dirty what are we saying about the way we were created true and it's it's weird because i i didn't grow up in a religious family they got religious when i was like 16 and that's terrible i mean i don't know if you saw the the satanic children's big book of activities it's really (laughs) cool that is okay (laughs) yeah it's really cool you'll have to look at it but it's 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 very progressive and very like you know the, the way that i'm not really a Satanist, but I thought that that was hilarious. And the messages that that sends is amazing. Um, right. Sorry, that was a whiskey tangent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, growing up without religion, but nobody ever told me about sex. Like, I think I had sex before anybody was like, so here's how this works. Right. And here's, you know, but everything that we hear from, and and, and maybe I, I don't want to dog too much on religion, but I'm going to. Um, a lot of it is, this is for procreation. This is dirty. This is disgusting. Even though this is the reason why I'm standing here today, it's dirty. Don't do it. You'll go to hell. Right. Like that's huge. That's, it's weird. Right. Yeah. And there's uh, most religions teach that way too. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm not one to, I'm not one to dog religion. I think everybody's, you know, capable of making their own choices, what feels good for them. Um, but I definitely was not raised in a religious household, mm-hmm. but I also wasn't raised in a completely open household that talked about sex. Yeah. Um, we were, you know, my two older sisters and I were made to, well, we were kind of raised in a way that, you know, we didn't say penis. We didn't say vagina. Sure. Um, breasts was a part of a chicken like you know (laughs) we didn't talk body talk you know yeah and um and being sex positive in our household just wasn't a thing and it it wasn't necessarily that we were shamed Mm -hmm. um but it just wasn't really talked about sure and we used cute names for body parts sure which i think is you got your dangerous yeah you got your your boo-boo and your no-no and your right right you know we have all these and and these words that were made to uh Make us feel like our body parts were dirty. That's like, true. Dirty words. Yeah. Like, well, it's interesting can I, that, can like, can I say the words? Yeah, of course. So, like, the, the pussy and right. cunts and dick and cock. Like, we we did not say those words. Mm-hmm. They were dirty words. Sure. But as you know, as you learn, as you get older, and through my tantric practice of almost 
now, you know, through yoga and kundalini yoga and tantric practice and, and all of that, I've, I've learned that those are really, those are words that we've learned to, to make it seem that something so beautiful is dirty. Right. And well, and it's interesting because it's so sad. it is sad, but also like, you know, you wash your hands after you use the bathroom. Why don't you wash them before? Like, why is this such a dirty, like physical and, and, and not physical um, area of your body right. that you have to wash your hands after you touch it? You right. Know, why aren't you washing your hands right. before well, you touch yeah. it? You're you like, know? well, it's not like I peed on my hands. Why do I have to? <laughs> right. right. But you, you touched your no-no <laughs> yes. and it's dirty. And therefore, your hands are dirty and yes. you need to wash them. It's very strange. It's very weird. <laughs> it's strange. And we are made to feel like there's something dirty about uh, about sex and loving sex and our bodies. And our bodies are divine. You know, there's sure. they're these divine manifestations of, of um, I mean, they're, they're just beautiful. And there's so many things about, um, I think, with Tantra, there's so many things that have allowed me to have kind of this broader vision of the beauty of what we are and who we are mm-hmm. as sexual beings. And I've read a lot of books. I've listened to, you know, a lot of my mentors in Tantra and I'm a certified absolute tantric practitioner. So um, my mentors and my teachers um, that I, that I've followed and learned from and, you know, traveled to go learn from them in workshops and, yeah. um, it for me, it's been so eye opening because there was a point in time where I didn't realize that sex positivity and body positivity was um, was possible. Sure. And so once I kind of realized that there's this whole world out there of of um, yeah, I am a sexual being, and that's okay. And you're supposed to, and be. it's okay to yeah. be sexual and love sex and. Right. And be a slut. And be a slut. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's okay. Men and women. Yeah, for sure. And like even uh, Maslow, a famous um, psychologist, psych- mm-hmm. um, he's got the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Right. Yeah. And even he puts like breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, and excretion on the same level. Like it is more important. It is the same. It's. It's just as important to eat and drink water than it is to have sex. Right. It's all survival. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, in in his hierarchy of needs, like, only till you get to the top is it, like, that's where the top-ish is where, like, a family and friendship and uh, intimacy comes into play. Not just sex. Right. Intimacy. Right. But... um, Two different things. Absolutely. Can be. And also, you know, the Pope came out and said that everyone should love sex because it's of God and you should love sex just as much as you should love food. And it's it if God created it, how can it be wrong? Right. It was made pleasurable for a reason. Absolutely. So what does that mean? I know we've been talking a little bit about being a slut, but what does it mean to be a slut? What's the difference between what? most people are walking around doing right now versus being a slut. Right. I think authenticity is the difference Okay, between being a sacred slut and blindly filling a void mm-hmm. with sex. 
Um, there is a there is a difference. I think if you are authentic, you are being honest, and you're being transparent with your partners, um, then there is there's sacredness in sex. Sure. I think if you are going out and filling a void, and <clears throat> you're just you know you're just getting wasted all the time, and like like yeah, keep I going. The f word. Okay. You can, so, yeah. <laughs> like you're just going out, getting wasted all the time, and just like fucking everybody, and you know, not paying attention to your safety and their safety, and you're being irresponsible with it. Sure. That's that's different than being a sacred slut and and owning your sexuality as a divine being. But I think there's a difference, and it is definitely authenticity and honesty, safety. Those things have to be discussed, and they okay. have to be observed. Okay. So, like, in the bedroom, what does that look like? What would be the difference between a sacred slut and just a normal person who's kind of, like, has sex occasionally? What does that look like? What's the difference? I think the difference there is communication. Okay. That's my second favorite C word on the podcast. (laughs) I read that before with with you. Yes. Your – so, yeah, communication is so important. And when I have a partner – that um, I'm getting intimate with, I definitely feel like having this conversation in particular, and I'll go over the exact conversation sure. that I have with with people that I feel like I'm getting intimate with. Okay. And um, for me, the communication. Okay, this isn't this isn't just about like this isn't a bondage conversation. This is BDSMR. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I did drink some whiskey, but I'm going to try to remember okay. what these all stand for. Fair. Basically, we have uh, B, we have boundaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, if you have any emotional or physical boundaries, you have to communicate that to the person before you have sex with them so that you are um, able to be genuine in your intimacy and your sexual um, encounter with them. Makes sense. And that you don't get hurt or that, um, you know, or that emotionally... If something comes up, I always tell my person that, you know, if something comes up with you emotionally, if something's triggered, you know, at any point in time, like we can stop and we can talk it, we can talk it through. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I definitely don't want somebody's interaction with me, um, to be remembered as something that was triggering for them, even if it wasn't something I did. Yeah. But I'm like, let's just, let's stop. And talk about it, you know. What kind of triggers? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to rack my ba- brain uh, about. Past traumas or things okay, like that. Fair. You know, let's stop. I don't want you to push through this mm-hmm. just for, you know, the idea of some sort of, like, performance anxiety that you have that you have to keep going. Like, gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's talk about it. So, um, so that's boundaries. Um, D is desires. So, what okay. are your desires? Um, what do you desire to do to me? What do you desire to have done to you? Okay. And um, BDS. Okay. <laughs> S, <laughs> Thanks, whiskey. S is safety. Exactly. S is safety. And safety for me um, includes the talk of, you know, any STIs or mm-hmm. um, safety as in, you know, if you have like a safe word, mm-hmm. if something starts getting a little rough and you need to like calm it down or or stop doing that particular thing, safety is very, um, safety is very important for people to feel comfortable sure. and, and held in a sexual interaction. Um, so, 
M. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, M, what does M stand for? Oh, no. (laughs) So, M is uh, basically, let's see, BDSMR. Do you know what R is? I know what R is, and I'm going to come back to M. R is relationship. Okay. So, with, um, oh, M is meaning. Meaning. M is meaning. I'm going to go back to meaning. Okay. Meaning. If we do this, if we have sex, what does it mean to you? Holy shit. That seems so important because. because (laughs) I'll let you finish what you were saying. You know, we're probably going to say the same thing because if this means to me that we're now connected energetically and spiritually and physically, when these things connect with some people, um, it means more to them than it does to some other people. Sure. Like you could be like a fucking run Mm -hmm. for somebody. Right. But you have sex with them and you're thinking, oh, we're in a relationship now. Right. (laughs) Right? Two very different. Two totally different ideas. So like just because you have sex with someone, they have sex with you, doesn't mean that they're going to want to continue into a relationship with you. So you have to talk about like, what does this mean? Are we friends? Are we going to be, are we going to continue to be friends and continue to have this dynamic in our friendship? Right. Or is this going to move into a more intimate relationship type of uh, situation, Uh, which takes you into the R, which is relationship. Mm -hmm. If this moves into a relationship, what kind of relationship are you looking for? Um, monogamous yeah. or are you into an open relationship? Are we into, um, you know, m- you know, having like a relationship where um, it's serious or is this just kind of seeing where things go or, right. you know, casual right. or so I think that that particular conversation, it's super vulnerable to have that conversation. Yeah, with 100%. Like I shake when I have had that conversation with people because I'm like, if I talk about my boundaries and my desires and safety and all these things, are they going to run? Like, are they going to be like, right. wow, you know what? I just want to get laid. <laughs> like this I, I mean, I, I like that the boundaries and the, the desires um, and the safety come before the meaning because we've if i tell you my desires and you tell me yours at that point once we get to m i'm probably a little more receptive or maybe i'm a little more like oh man she said she wants this and like right i might i might lie on my m a little bit right (laughs) (laughs) well in the desires too it could be something that really sparks more even more of an interest Mm because you know i could be like yeah i want you to tie me up and spank me and blah blah and all this stuff and you're like you know what relationship let's just do this we're gonna (laughs) you're my kind of girl like you know (laughs) that's true that's true (laughs) um but i feel like the meaning um that's not a topic or a conversation that I've ever heard anybody have before having sex. Right. And you probably have two different people with two different um, ideas of where this is going. Um, doing this thing that uh, one person feels this way. I feel like, oh, we did it. So now we're in a relationship. And it's like, mm, thanks for a fun Friday night. Right. You exactly. Know? It takes a lot of courage to be 
communicative from your heart space too. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part of it is not just what you say. It's, it's where it's coming from. If you're communicating from your heart space and you're being genuine, um, and that other person is open to seeing you where yeah. you're coming from and meeting you where you're at. You can't really go wrong. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to start using it, but like, that's a great <laughs> parts idea. Parts of it. Maybe parts, parts of, of it. Parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> start with just, the boundaries and desires. Right. And the safety. I like right. the safety. I like that one. Like, don't enter these holes. Sure. Or <laughs> that's a boundary. Yeah. Or, you know desires i desire for you to do this to me or you know yeah things like that so yeah communication um very important i I talk about it all the time on the podcast it's my second favorite c word the first (laughs) one is consent and uh, you know so i mean (laughs) it's just a little joke but um no communication is huge and especially when going into something as big or small however you want to view it of sex communication is super important absolutely so, I feel like I read this so wrong, and I came up with crazy questions. Um, <laughs> but I um, crazy answers. So. Perfect. So, um, real quick, just like how long have you been um, practicing the, the sacred slut? I like feel knowingly. like it has always been a part of me. Okay, but there was a good, you know, I would say. 15 years that um, I was afraid to embrace it. Sure. What do you think that was? For fear of being criticized. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. That's probably a big one. And we, we yeah, we tend to kind of live in this space of, I was taught this way. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being criticized, it must mean I'm doing something wrong. Sure. So then, then you shut that down and you're not being authentic to who you are. And it eats at you. There was sure. a point in my there was a point in time in my life where I was like, I want to I want to experience this freedom of you know that I feel in my body and and as a sexual being that I hadn't really been able to feel before. Yeah. Um. For you know lack of courage on my part, but sure. also for fear of of course, like I said, being criticized. Well, and just like our our stripper pasture. You know, like, right. I mean, if she can do it, anyone can. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's, that's, I, I, I mean, but you know, and, and also it's kind of to say that, like, just because you're religious, you can't be a stripper. And that's false. Right. You know, like, that's totally fine. Um, right. I, I don't know. The world's oldest profession for a reason, you know, I mean, it's not. Right. Right. Uh, so being a sacred slut mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10. How would you say that it's improved your sex life? Hmm. You know, I think that it is, um, it happens for me mm-hmm. constantly. There's constant growth in this uh, okay. for me. So you asked how long. And for me, yeah, I gave a kind of a time frame of, of when I Hadn't quite opened myself up to it, but there, but it has been maybe like 10 to 12 years Mm -hmm. since I really started embracing it. And, um, for me, it has improved, um, it's improved my life because, you know, for, for myself, I'm not afraid to be a sexual being with myself. Sure. Like you have to learn what you like, you know, and touch Mm -hmm. your body and, 
and and understand like what what turns you on so that you can communicate it with a partner Makes because sense, yeah. you can't expect that other people are going to know because everyone's different. Yeah. So if you know what turns you on and what you like, then you can communicate that with a partner and then teach them how to please you as they teach you how to please them. And right. So maybe like that was a wrong way of wording that question. Has your sex, has your sex life, uh, your experiences in bed improved since you've done this? Mm, I think, I think yes. <laughs> okay. Why the hesitation? I have been called a sex witch, you a know, sex witch. but you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I. Do you like ride a broom or wear a weird hat <laughs> while you're having sex? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a matter of like how you embrace yourself. And if you are, um, if you are open and authentic in your sexuality, I think that, you know, um, I think that translates to your, to your partner as, as you being more able to enjoy them more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there was a, a time where I felt like almost ashamed of even touching myself sure. during sex. Like, yeah. um, but that there came a point in time where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to touch myself everywhere, like during sex and yeah. show this person what I like. And, and so I think like my sexual interactions have definitely improved. Okay. Um, because I don't, I have more courage, I guess is the way I should say it. I have more okay. courage to be, um, to be a pleasurable being. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. How do you think you got there? How do you think you got that courage? Cause I think that's what a lot of people fear the most is. Yeah. How do I do something that I don't know how my partner is going to react to this? Um, I've heard of plenty of women who say that like their men doesn't their man doesn't like it when they touch themselves because they're taking something away from the man. Like I should be pleasing mm-hmm. you enough. Like as ridiculous right. as that sounds. Right. So how do you think you get the courage to kind of embrace this? I mean, it's your body. It's your pleasure. It's your that's, experience. That's a great so point. Like, if, you know, over 80% of women only have orgasms from clitoral stim- stimulation. Sure. So, if the guy's just, he's just going to town, like pounding, right. she's never going to come. Like, she's right. she's not going to unless she gets that clitoral stimulation. Um, it does take... It actually, you can learn to have G-spot orgasms, cervical orgasms, um, full body orgasms, nipple orgasms. There's, there's all these kinds of orgasms. Okay, I, just I do one. teach these. I do I just teach get these. One. How many, how many orgasms can men have? Is it just one? Or? You know, there's different kinds. You could also have a full board, full body orgasm. But um, I, like, I do teach people how uh-huh. how to have these different kinds of orgasms, and I had to teach myself because. I wasn't like raised no. learning how to do this stuff. No, you know, I was I, like, I had to l- learn my own body. Um, so there's so many different kinds of orgasms and, and ways to strengthen your orgasms. Um, but it's, it's a matter of just understanding like what in your body feels good. Mm-hmm. So I think when you learn your body, it just, it's, 
I feel like if you have the right partner who is seeing you and who is present with you, which being present is the number one uh, tool mm-hmm. for a good sexual experience. Like, it doesn't matter if you have a big dick. It doesn't matter if you have a skillful tongue. It doesn't matter, you know, if you give, if, if she gives the best hand jobs, like, you know, or anything like There's that. There's no good thing as a good hand job. It's a. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you obviously have not heard of hand job workshops. <laughs> I have not. I actually this is have a, thing. a tantric friend who also um, is into tantric practice. Okay. And she um, actually hosts hand job workshops for okay. women. So, yeah. No, obviously um, I've not heard of that. And like the only, the only thing that I know about tantric is like sting. That's <laughs> that's as deep <laughs> as my knowledge goes with tantric. So uh, real quick, I don't know if we touched mm-hmm. on it, but what is tantric? So um, tantric or tantra mm-hmm. is um, tantra is a it's a form of yoga. It's a practice. Okay. So that's why for me, when I talk about this, for me, like it has gotten, um, I've I've gotten better at tantra over time. I've become a better tran- tantrika over time. Okay. Because it's a practice. So like you can't just like say I want to be a tantrika, and then you're just like poof magically poof. like. Yeah. All this ancient knowledge enters your body. It's I'm constantly learning. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly reading. I go to workshops. I learn from my mentors. I, you know, I do weekend workshops, and um, you know, it's a it's a the kind of it's a type of yoga practice that allows you to tap into your um, creative sexual a- abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's called a practice for a reason because you have to do it like you know you have to do keep it doing it while you're doing it right gotcha. it's consistency yeah and and it takes time but it's sex so, right um it's about sexual creative energy okay in your life okay and um yes much of it is through embracing like the sexual nature of yourself as a as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about having sex. Like when I birthed my business um, down in um, South Kansas City, I birthed it with orgasmic energy. Okay. Yeah. And so I took that pleasurable, exciting energy like within my body and and I birthed this this business that, you know, where um, I have an healing, a healing arts space and I used that kind of creative sexual energy to birth this beautiful space. Yeah. And um, so for me, it's not, uh, and for many people and in Tantra, it's not just about like, how can I learn to have the best orgasm? You know, it's about using that creative sexual energy within yourself to manifest things in your life. All right. All right. It's a really beautiful concept. I, it sounds like it. I know I'm, it's I'm still kind of like, but <laughs> <laughs> I just like tantric uh, sting, having sex for like four hours. I don't have that. I don't have that much time. I'm <laughs> no, and it does not have to be that. I mean, there's ten or fifteen minutes, you know, worth of like beautiful connected time and being present with your partner mm-hmm. can be way more intense than a four hour marathon of like. Okay. You know, let's do every position possible. Like, it doesn't matter because if you're really present, it's not like it takes forever. It's just about being present. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I, I'm i interested. <laughs> let's see what else I got. Um, 
So, I, I mean, obviously, but uh, do you feel like this advice could help men too? Because I feel like men, men are probably like the 100% reason why mm. bad sex exists. Mm. 98, 97. I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I think men are divine. I think that I think that men have I think that there's been something lost in the power that men hold. Sure. Um as sexual beings and um I like to refer to myself as what I like to call um a cock worshiper. Mm-hmm. So I can see the power of how men like penetrate the world. And it's this this magic that men have um that women don't. And sure. and I don't want to just say men and women, but I'm saying like penis owners. Okay. Right. Okay, fair. Okay. I like that um, term. Yeah. yeah. So uh people who um have a penis, they have this magic to penetrate the world. And there's only two things you can penetrate the world with. It's either fear or it's love. So you're either it's either power, control, and fear. Okay. Or it's love. So it's gotcha. you know, so there's there's so much power in being a man. And I think that there's something that's been lost there. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of, a lot of there's, there's a lot of energy out there about the rising feminine, mm-hmm. but we're not bringing our men with us. And that's really important. Sure. That's a good point. What's the point of any of this rising feminine if we're not bringing our men up with us that's fair so that's fair i mean i wouldn't say that bad sex is because of men i'd say it's because a lack of communication a lack of authenticity okay lack of genuine communication right all right fair enough i like it uh let's see what else we got um so what's a good way, like, now that all of our listeners have heard this, what's a good way to enter into this? What's a good way to bring this up to your partner and be like, hey, I think we should try this without making it sound like you suck in bed? Right. It's, yeah, it's really vulnerable mm-hmm. and courage. Okay. I've read uh, so many like Osho books on um, like courage. And for me, that was kind of the beginning of being like courage. Fuck. Yeah. You know, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is it. This is where it's at for me. And um, it takes a lot of courage because, you know, as, as, as kids, we're meant, we're taught to, kind of like, you know what? Settle down. You're a little too hyper. You're a little too loud. You're a little too playful. Like, Calm yeah. down. And you're a little too much of this. And so we have, so we tend to have this, um, this issue with feeling like we're too much. Gotcha. If I have too much to ask of you, mm-hmm. then are you going to leave me? Right. You know, am, am I going to be abandoned? I'm, it's too much. I'm just not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just not bring it up. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. how people tend to kind of see things. But the thing is, is that, you have to get to the point where you have the courage to be genuine and authentic and what your needs are and say, you know what I do need? I need a deeper connection. I, you know, and if that person leaves, it's it's not meant to be. They're not sure, seeing fair. you. So if they're not meeting you where you're at and they're not seeing you, mm-hmm. then they're 
not meant to be in your life, obviously, because they're not able to meet your needs. Okay. And it's okay to have needs. Sure. So, yeah, courage. I would I would say having courage to speak up for yourself. I like that. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how do you approach it when you um, are with a new partner? I know you said you go through the BDSMR. Mm-hmm. But is there any other ways that you're like, hey, there's this workshop this weekend? Or how do you approach that? Yeah, I actually have always done this on my own. Okay. Um, As a tantric coach and practitioner, this is something that was part of my path that has not been a part of any of my partner's paths. Okay. Um, I've had partners who were uh, yogic by nature, Mm -hmm. but but not necessarily like tantric or wanting to do these tantric things with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I've had a partner who... um, did kundalini uh, kundalini kundalini energy is the energy that lies dormant at the base of our spine okay coils up our spine as we have like enlightened enlightening experiences or sexual experiences Mm -hmm. um it rises as we have an orgasm it's um it's orgasmic divine um energy Mm -hmm. and uh when you have that and that the spirit of kundalini energy like awakens in your body um, it's that feeling of elation that you get, like where for a moment in time, things cease around you to exist or matter. And it's like that orgasmic bliss that you feel. Yeah. Okay. So you can live in that bliss and you don't have to just experience it for like, you know, 10 or 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. But you can live in that, in that bliss. Um, when you, when you experience like Kundalini energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, as a Kundalini a yoga instructor that's also something that you know kind of that like helped me make my way into tantra so i was actually a kundalini yoga instructor first mm-hmm. a certified kundalini yoga instructor and then um started doing uh, tantric workshops through that mm-hmm. and then that led me into um uh, other types of tantra um Tantra workshops and tantra practices. So, it just led me deeper into the tantra. Sure. Gotcha. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, you're also... Do you want to talk about the pure romance thing for a minute? Oh, yeah. I think along with everything that I do... I'm going to go back to what you just asked me a, a minute ago, though. Okay. Because I, I realized that the whiskey... <laughs> 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 had me on a tangent and I went off about Kundalini. That's why I gave you whiskey. Because I was like, <laughs> right. we need to stretch this out for right. <laughs> 45, 50 oh, minutes. When I'm passionate about something and I am with Tantra and Kundalini energy and all that, um, I don't have a problem. I'm, I'm a teacher. I've taught at massage schools for you know years and I'm a teacher by nature. So, yeah. you know, a teacher and coach and, and an advocate and um, so yeah, I think, um, for me, I think when, when we talk about Kundalini and we talk about Tantra, I think it goes back to, um, it definitely goes back to courage, but it also, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> That's the whiskey too. <laughs> the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it does that. <laughs> so anyway, I guess it wasn't that important, but yes, Fair it's, enough. It's being being um, uh, authentic, being genuine. I like communicating. It. So okay, and then what did you ask me? Oh, what did I ask you? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> this is fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, the best way to like introduce your partner to this or ease into it with your partner. Right. Okay. I think that's the last thing you, uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I was going back to that because I think one of the best ways to learn about it mm-hmm. is to one, to do it. You can read all the books, sure. you know, that you want, but until you have practice, until you have somebody to help you, um, I think it's really important to understand that the doing is more important because um, you can read stuff and then, not, and then be kind of lost, you know. So, I sure. think finding a practitioner or a coach, um, and that's, you know, what I wanted to go back to was that if anybody's interested in it, yeah. um, I am one of very few tantric coaches mm-hmm. um, in Kansas City. So, um, if anybody is interested, we can so what leave does that some look information like? later yeah. to, as to a, contact As me. a coach, what do you do? Like, I mean, are you on the sidelines? I'm on the sidelines, yes. Of the bed? No, not on the bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like infiltrate like, people's like, bedrooms. Okay, now, now this goes here. <laughs> we do it more in in the manner of a workshop. So, people will come in. It's set up kind of like a yoga class. Okay. People will come in either single or in couples. I prefer to work in couples. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, if we have odd numbers, somebody's not left out. Okay. So, if you... Um, but I do work with Do you with pair singles. people up there? Like I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. And I've been to workshops where I paired with people I didn't know. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's does, just I, always- I was going to say, does that turn into something sometimes? Like, Mm-mm. no? No. No. Oh, it's just bummer. learning a practice. It's like learning a breath exercise together. Okay. Or um, doing, you know, doing a meditation face-to-face, eye-gazing. Um, it's very intimate. Yeah. But there's not like, you know... People aren't having sex in the workshop or anything. Damn so. it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. So it is very intimate, um, but I do prefer to work with couples one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. That way I can help to coach them through the exercises and meditations for them to do with each other when they're not, you know, later when they're not with me. Yeah. So I'm like, this is how you do it. And then they can go and then they can do it when the time is right for them. Gotcha. Um. That is less sexy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's no tantric orgies in my workshops. Well, what nights are those? (laughs) Different nights. All right. (laughs) That's a different type of energy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If if anybody requests anything sensual with me as a massage therapist, I will hurt you. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I won't hurt you, but I will not do it, so... Those are two separate things as a massage therapist and a tantric practitioner. That's fair. That is fair. So, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you for Mm -hmm. your um, single or your couple's one-on-one sessions, how would they do that? Um, They can connect with me by email. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the easiest way. Uh, just because I do, I work a lot mm-hmm. and and homeschool, and there's like a lot of stuff right. going on, you know, every day of the week for me. So if if that were the case, email is the best way, and my email is healingkc.heidi at Healing? gmail.com. Say that one more time. Healingkc.heidi at gmail.com. H e a l i n g k c dot h e i d i 
at gmail.com. Perfect. I really had to think about that. I'm so proud of myself. No, you're good. I just, I, I heard something different and I didn't know. And Heidi is spelled how many different ways? I know. Nobody ever smells, smells. Nobody ever smell, spells my name right. Nobody ever smells my name either. I hate it. Oh my it. goodness. <laughs> um, and then so um, the uh, pure romance. That kind of oh, yes. goes along with your coaching and, and uh, practice. I'm sorry. Uh, practitioner. Um, it does. It's yeah. all tied in together. Um, sure. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a consultant for, you know, a company that um, sells um, adult products. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason that I got into that was because of the empowerment that it brings people yeah. to own their pleasure. Sure. Um, and their experiences with their own body and their pleasure. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's um, it's a company that, you know, I just really enjoy being a part of. They have charity foundation and, you know, that they, they give money to uh, specifically for LGBTQ um, teens. Love it. And, um, and the, you know, the owner, the owners um, has, you know, people in their family, uh, children in particular, who, um, who are involved in that community. So this is, you know, this is something for me. I love it because it's, it's inclusive and it's supportive. And, um, you know, I really enjoy being a part of it. Something sure. that gives something that gives back. Yeah. So, you know, and in the, and in the meantime, it's also empowering women like me, you know, right. single mom, I can kind of like work from home. And anyway, it's, it's, it gives, it gives me a lot of pleasure to work for this company that also allows me to offer women products and services that um, help them to take control of their pleasure. For sure. So, how many how many orgasms do you think you're responsible for? Um, probably <laughs> probably hundreds in a month. Hundreds. In yes, a- I kind of have a joke that I've given more people orgasms this month than you have. <laughs> so <laughs> you need that on a T-shirt, and I, I know do. a guy who makes T-shirts I do, with the little yeah. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> um, I know a guy who makes T-shirts in his basement. <laughs> yeah, his company is. I know a guy. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the company. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so then. What would you say to a man who, hypothetically speaking, this is not me, but like, I know a lot of men get intimidated by toys. What would you say to that man? Hmm. Yeah, I would say, um, I would say to hang up your ideals of what pleasuring a woman looks like. Okay. And just have some fun. That's great advice. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's really all about fun. Because I tell you, like, you girls get the best toys. We have pretty awesome toys. <laughs> I don't vibrate. I don't, like, spin around. I, it, right. I, God didn't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have products other than toys. We have enhancement products. Like, we have a G-Spot cream. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps to bring circulation to your G spot so that it's more prominent. Okay. Actually, swells a little bit. Um, it's uh, makes it more sensitive. Mm-hmm. So there's not really any missing it. And then we have um, we have enhancement creams for like the clitoris that help to bring circulation there and make sure. your clitoral orgasms. Like I mean, like 
phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> and some of these products you can use on men as well. You can use some of these products on the penis. So, okay. um, and it just, it increases circulation to the area is all it does. So yeah. it just, I mean, it enhances okay. the activity. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would just say like, have fun with it. It's, yeah. you know, there, there doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be anxiety pr- behind performance. It's just fun. You should fair. just have fun with it. Okay. Fair. Um, let's see. Did you have a promo code that we could use i do i have for the rest of october i have a promo code for 10 percent off um on my website Mm -hmm. um which i'll tell you in a second but the promo code is just simply october shop 10 okay it'll save you 10 percent off all products and then um and the website is www.pureromance.com backslash heidi overton overton O-V-E-R-T-O-N. Perfect. So, yeah. Nice. (laughs) All right. So, we've got the tantric. We got the... um, Remind me, it it wasn't just slut. It was the... What was the term for it? The sacred slut. The sacred slut. The ethical slut. The monogamous slut. What are the differences? Same thing or... It's... You know, there's there's different aspects of a slut. Mm -hmm. So, um... You know, there's, you can be, you can be promiscuous, you know, and love sex with various people. And um, as long as you're being safe and ethical about it, um, then, you know, then that's, then that's, you know, that's important. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the monogamous slut, which I consider myself to be. So I um, am kind of like the person who loves to be in a relationship and have complete freedom to like be as sexual as I want to be with that person. Because, you know, for me, you know, I spoke with someone about this not too long ago and Mm -hmm. there's, there's something to be said about being in a relationship with someone and you can have as much sex as you want every day, numerous times a day. Whereas it's funny to me because the people that are considered like the slut, like that person's a slut. She sleeps with everybody, you know, like that kind of um, judgment. Uh-huh. That person probably hasn't had as much sex as the monogamous slut. Makes sense. Who's had sex maybe numerous times a day or, you know, a week, like in the past yeah. year, you no, know, that makes 10 sense. years. Like, yeah. So um, to me, I think, the term slut overall, I think, is a beautiful term. And I do feel like it's time for us to take it back and just being like, yes, I love sex. Yeah. I'm a slut. I love sex, you know? Yeah. And we kind of talked and, about that earlier about how queer, mm-hmm. you know, in the 80s and 90s was kind of, it, it was definitely a derogatory term, but they took it back. And it's like, right. That's just how you describe someone who is homosexual. Right, right. And yeah. it's it's and not it's, this terrible, awful, dirty thing. And it used to be so judgmental. You'd yes. be like, I mean, am, am I allowed to say that word? Right. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to say it. It's derogatory. Right. No. And and now it's kind of this beautiful thing that was taken back. You know? Absolutely. And so the same was, you know, with 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 the word slut and and also like like I said, the dirty words for our body yeah. parts. And yeah. it's like, you know, pussy and cunt and dick and cock and, and all of these words that people are like, Oh, don't say the P word right. you know, or the right. C word. The C and it's word. like, why? <laughs> it's, you know, 
it's a it's a word. It's just a word it's that a you've word. made to be dirty for something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, so now we're kind of at that point. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being on the show. I think this has Thank been a super fun, me. super fun episode. <laughs> yeah. um, I hope that we're coherent and with the whiskey, like everything <laughs> sounds fine. We'll see you once we're completely sober and listen. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, why did I say that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> did I really say smell my name? Smell <laughs> <laughs> my name. I said it like three times. What's uh, wrong with me? <laughs> all right. But. We're now at our point to where we're going to get into the uh, What the Frank Tinder Profile of the Week. Okay. And we talked about this earlier because you you said you didn't like to out people. So, this is the perfect, the perfect profile not to out someone. Okay. Her name is T. Just T. The letter T. Okay. That's it. She says, I'm a mom and a teacher. I'm I'm an outgoing person. I'm looking for more than just a one-night thing. I love to read, cook, and run. Would you swipe left, swipe right on this person? Like, I know you haven't been on Tinder, and because of the show, you got on Tinder for like three days. I created a profile just so I would know what you were talking about for this part of the podcast. Right. It was a shit show. And then it's so a shit show. I I deleted it in like three days. But I was like <laughs> it was so entertaining while I was on it though. Um so yeah, I think okay. I mean I think So if this was a man and said, I'm a dad and a teacher, I'm an outgoing person, I'm looking for more than just a one night thing. I love to read, cook, and run. What would you like are you swiping left? Are you swiping right? Right is good, left is bad. Right, right. Okay. I, I learned that quickly because I accidentally <laughs> swiped right on the first couple of people and I was like, shit. Shit. <laughs> we were matches. Right. So <laughs> Surprise. Right. So, I, um, you know, I think I see things as so subjective and I am a perceiver, not a judger, like okay. a personality thing. So, I think for me, I think it would be subjective as a guy. Like, it would depend on what I'm looking for. If I, you know, if I'm looking for someone with it. And so, for me, as someone who I own a business, I have a part-time job. Mm-hmm. I'm homeschooling. I have a kid. Like, yeah. I have baggage. You know, sure, like, yeah. that's me. That's who I am. It's what I have. That's what I have to offer. So, I, you know, I mean, if I were looking for someone who was looking for something more serious, I would probably swipe right. Yeah. I think my problem with this is is it's just so boring. It is. It's, like, you know, it's this is what you do, but who are you? Right. I love to read. Well, what do you love to read? Right. Do you love to read mysteries? Do you love to read horror novels? Right. Do you? What do you like to read? I right. Like, I like to cook. What's your favorite thing to cook? Right. What's your least favorite thing to cook? Like... There's nothing to this that makes me want to, like, get to know you more. Right. If you can't put it in this little area, mm-hmm. I I don't want to take the time to find out. Right. You know? But what if, for some people, that might create a little bit of mystery? Be like, you know what? She likes to read. 
Mm. Maybe I'm interested in what she likes to read. Yeah. I'm going to swipe right on her. Let's find out more about her. What if she likes to read children's books? She's 36, by the way. Well, she's a teacher. She probably does read children's <laughs> books. <laughs> You're not wrong. There's some really good children's books You're out there. You're not wrong. <laughs> I was reminded of a children's book the other day. Um, the Five Little Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Have you read that one? Probably. Oh, it's amazing. It's, whoosh went the wind and out went the light. <laughs> Five little pumpkins rolled out of sight. Yes, I've read it. Oh, it's such a good one. But, you know, if you, I think the problem with this is, yes, you leave right, a little bit of... Right, it's very simple. You leave a little bit of mystery. You leave a lot of bit of mystery. Right. And, for I, I mean, for me, this would not be like, I don't know if I want to swipe to find out. Like, yeah. if you didn't take the time and effort to, like we talked about... To put this in your billboard. Right. Yeah, it could. On the other hand, it could just be like, do you really want to be here? <laughs> right. Are you just so saying it could shit? Go either way. Like, maybe she wants to create a little bit of mystery. And yeah. Maybe she also just doesn't really care that much. I'm an outgoing person. See who what she does that mean? To swipe right. What does that mean? I'm an outgoing person. What does that mean to you? If you see somebody that says, I'm an outgoing person, what does that mean? Exactly. Mm, yeah, that can mean so many things. <laughs> right. Are you an outgoing person that you're out at the bar seven nights a week or yeah. what? What's going on there? Yeah. So in your profile, what what did you put? <laughs> I think my bio just literally said, I heard there were snacks here or I heard there would be snacks here. Yeah. And um, it, it was funny because I did get one message that said there absolutely are snacks here. <laughs> and I was like, it was the only message I got. Are they Cheez-Its? Is it beef jerky? What was it? What were, what were the snacks? Uh, well, I didn't want to put anything personal because I knew that I was only doing it temporarily. Right. So I was like, this is just for research. Don't. Right. Research you know, purpose. Don't only. contact me. Mm. But it was fun for a couple days just to kind of see what people were doing on there. But it's a shit show, isn't it? It is. It's weird. And it's weird to see like what people get away with, what people do. We kind of talked earlier. You'll have to go back and listen to the episode of um, online dating standards. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth amazingly put all of these people into like 10 categories and it's fucking brilliant. It's perfect. Um, but it's, it's so interesting to see. And how many, how many people did you see that had no bio? Had nothing. Written? Oh, tons. And I'm like, why do you think anybody would, I know nothing about you. Right. You look mad in your picture. Right. I'm definitely not going to swipe. Right. You know, it's, it was, you know, other than like the bios being funny or weird or whatever, mm-hmm. it was astonishing to me how many pictures I saw that were like not even of the full person, like you couldn't see the person. Right. Or that they were pictures that it looked painful that they were taking a selfie, you know. Or Interesting. Like, like the picture just looked like they were upset to be here, you know, like <laughs> this is painful for yeah. me. So yeah. it was funny to me that it's like. For them to think that anybody would be able to look at the picture of them looking like they're in pain or that they're pissed. <laughs> right. And be like, yeah, I want that in my uh, life, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was interesting for sure. It was an interesting couple of days. Yes. So. Yes. 
I've never done online dating, so... I mean, congratulations. (laughs) Um, You're one of the few. But it's weird that 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 is the way that people meet people now. It's not like, you know, you bump into somebody at the grocery store. You're both grabbing the same loaf of bread and like, oh, let's talk for a second. That's not how you do it anymore. Like, that's the way people do it now. And it's weird and uncomfortable and creepy as fuck. Right. Yeah. I know so many people who have met online and um what's the new normal like? Right. That? Yeah. So, so many people. Mm. Like I mentioned earlier, like I I have family members who met their spouses online. Yeah. And you know, it, and it's not that I haven't dated people I've met online, but it's like sure. mutual friends through Facebook and this person friends me or Fair. you know, or something like that. So yeah. but it's not like we met on match.com or something. Yeah. 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 You know, I think that's different. I think it is, is it? too. Yeah, okay. nah, kind of. Uh, I mean, it wasn't necessarily. You know, you're not necessarily seeking it out when. Fair. That's you a good just point. Have mutual friends. That's a good point. And you're keeping social media social, which I, I feel like is super important. Right. So we we also end the the, the episode with um, who we're crushing and dumping this week. Was there anything in the news that makes you want to crush on someone or dump them? Oh, like celebrities. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Because I recently did in my tantric group on Facebook, um, uh, Heidi's Good Vibe Tribe. Uh I um, love that name, by the way. I love it. (laughs) And then um, I did a smash or pass post. Did Uh you see? Oh my gosh. Like, I have never had so much engagement on a post that I've posted in that. In yeah. the group. And um, it was so funny because it's just like people posting like celebrities mm-hmm. and then everybody else will, po- will post like under that person, under that GIF or whatever, like smash or pass. So yeah. it's so funny. Um, but yeah, as far as anything that I've seen uh, lately, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think. Um, I have like a celebrity crush on Justin Timberlake and I have since like the nineties <laughs> sure. when I was in high school. So I'm like, um, you know, when, when there was like that whole thing about him, it says, hasn't been in the last week, but the whole thing about him, like, was he being unfaithful or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, fuck him. You know, I was yeah. like, so yeah. Is he still with Jessica funny. Biel? Is that okay? Yeah, I don't know whatever really happened. No one is. But anyway, it was just funny because like I based my crush on what the news was reporting about this person, and I was like, I don't know this person, <laughs> you know. But to be fair, yeah, like funny. Um, Jessica Biel caught herpes from um, God damn it, um, Derek Jeter. Really? Really. See, I don't keep up with news. I don't know what's going well, we, on. You don't have to keep up with news. <laughs> you can listen to Frank and Beans. We did a whole episode <laughs> on, um, I think the episode was called The Gift That Keeps on Giving, uh, aka Fuck Derek Jeter, because oh that dude goodness. has given herpes to my entire spank bank from oh, no. my childhood. <laughs> and yeah, so... If Justin Timberlake is cheating on Jessica Biel, bad for him, but also, like, maybe he doesn't just want to catch the herbs, you know? Yeah. See, I didn't know the whole story, so yeah. I'm like... There's a lot you know, there. At the same time, I don't know the whole story either. Beth I keeps think, me up to date like on Like I say, the-, the whole safety thing, if you're being honest with people about what's going on with sure. you, your health, and, you know, um, 
any anything that you've got that you could give to someone else. Like you absolutely have to tell people what's yeah. going on with your health, yeah. you know, and it, there's nothing to be ashamed of. No, not, not at all. But you have to be honest. And I've had people. people like, you know, be honest with me and, and say, hey, I've got this. Right. And maybe it's, it's the power to make your own choice. Absolutely. You know? You know, at least it's not a surprise three months down the road to where it's like, oh, shit. Right. Oh, but it, yeah, like you said, right. at least you have. And, you know, there's been there's been circumstances to where it's like, I feel like the risk, the reward outweighs the risk. Right. I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's uh, let's go for it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, there's yeah, there's. And in Tantra, there's also a whole thing about that, about, you know, shame and and overcoming shame and and all of anything that has to do with sexuality and all of that, even including like um, STIs and things like that. I like it. I'm going to look more into this. Yeah, it's amazing. You coming in like I was like, we're going to tell the world how to have like porn star sex 100 (laughs) percent of the time. This is going to be so helpful. It was very helpful, but not what I was expecting at all. Right. It's that is a lot. I get a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, That this is about like, how do I have an hour long orgasm? And I'm like, do you really want that? That sounds uncomfortable. Like, I've got shit to do. I got to go to work. (laughs) Can you wrap this up? How to have a more meaningful connection with your partner yeah how about having depth in your relationship how about how about the fact that having those things is what makes your sex better how about that so how about that yeah (laughs) catch me outside how about that (laughs) so if we were crushing and dumping we're gonna crush on tantric sex we're gonna dump Hmm. What should we dump this week? What are we getting rid of on the whole tantric uh, sacred slot? What are we getting rid of? Insecurities. We're going to dump some insecurities this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're going to dump unhealthy attachments. I like that. Patterns that like are that. not serving our highest good. I like that. We'll stick with that. Yeah. I don't know what it means. We're going with Mercury retrograde <laughs> here. <laughs> I don't know what it All means. All in alignment. I don't know what it means. <laughs> That's okay. But it sounds You amazing. don't have to. It's energetically, you're, you're, you're getting it. It sounds good. I like it. That was <laughs> a lot know, of fun. I know. I had to say something like super hippie there. So Yeah. I like it. We'll stay with that. It just fits. So yeah, um, attachments that no attachments to patterns and habits that no longer serve your higher good. I can understand that. I like that. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. Um, so we normally end the, the the episode with "Take care of your little Franks, Franks and beanies," but I feel like we need to switch it up a little bit for this one. What could we put in there instead of "take care"? Like we're going to. What's the positive? What's the message you want to send out for the week? Hmm. I think I would say, um, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very big on uh, people having like blissful fun. There it is. But yeah. I I like that. Have some fun, (laughs) you little Franks and beanies. Right. Say it. Say it. Okay. Tell me what to say again. Yeah. Have have some blissful fun, you Franks and beanies. 
have some blissful fun, you Franks and Beanies. Boom. I said it. 